Morning, guys. Welcome to Tuesday Mana. Um, we have been walking our way with some breaks through the fruit of the Spirit, looking at the attributes that the Holy Spirit adds to us as a Christian, the power that we have in the Holy Spirit. When we're walking with through God, when we're saved by grace in Christ, right? When we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the power that we can have and these amazing traits. Um, we've looked through them all and we've actually even jumped through the last one, which was self-control. And last time when we were talking about self-control, we looked at David. And we looked at one area of his life where he ex he exercised some amazing self-control. And we looked at how, when he was being hunted by Saul, how he used that self-control. He chose not to kill Saul in the cave, but he chose to cut off a piece of his robe, right? And then explain to Saul what happened. And how he was in a spot where God could use him. And through that, we saw self-control. Today... I want to look at another section in David's life, a season that David kind of took off. <laughs> and I want to see how that relates to his self-control, okay? He maybe wasn't doing what God would have had him do. So before we jump into that, though, let's pray real quick and let's ask God to just, just be here during this time. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and I thank you so much for your word. God, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that you've given us, God, that is just power for us, God, that speaks through us, God, that speaks to us through your word, God, and I just thank you for that. God, I thank you of your love for us, for your son, that you sent him to die for us, God, that we may be saved. God, as we enter this season of Christmas and we get to just remember Christ being born a human, God, on this earth that would become the, our perfect sacrifice. God, we thank you for that. God, I pray that you go before us today. It's in your name we pray. Amen. If you remember last time, we kind of talked about how in Galatians 5, Paul was discussing the works of the flesh versus the works of the Spirit. And it's interesting that he concludes the works of the Spirit with self-control when 90% of the works of the flesh where lack of self-control, right? It's like, well, if you had self-control, then you wouldn't have done most of these, right? And there are deal issues with the heart, okay? So today what I want to look at is I actually want to look at a time in David's life when he wasn't, it, he didn't seem to be where God would have him to be. Now, David was known as a man after God's own heart. David's heart towards God was amazing, and he's an awesome character looked up to, but he was still human, and at this point, you guys probably have all guessed it, right? David's sin that everybody knows. We're going to look at David and Bathsheba, but I want to focus on where he was. So we're just going to read some verses. Let's start in 2 Samuel 11, and we're going to read about David's lack of self-control here. So 2 Samuel 11, verse 1. It happened in the spring of the year... At the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, 
And they destroyed the people of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her, and she came to him, and he lay with her. For she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. And the woman conceived, so she sent and told David and said, I am with child. Then David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah had come to him, David asked how Joab was doing, and how the people were doing, and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house, and a gift of food from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord, and did not go to his house. So when they told David, saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, Did you not come from a journey? Why do you not go down to your house? And Uriah said to David, The ark in Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of my lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house, eat, drink, and lie with my wife? As you live and as your soul lives, I will not do this thing. Then David said to Uriah, Wait here today, also tomorrow, and I will let you depart. Or wait here today, also, and tomorrow I will let you depart. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. Now when David called him, he ate and drank before him and made him drunk. And at evening he went out to lie on his bed with his servants of the, with the servants of his lord, but he did not go down to his house. So we're going to stop there. We can talk. We know what happens after that, right? So David re tries repeatedly to get Uriah to lay with his wife so that he can cover up his sin, right? And then eventually he sends out a note with Uriah that says, hey, put Uriah in the front lines. When battle gets thick, everybody pull back and essentially kills Uriah. He's, he's sent with his own hand, right? So David not only sins when he sees Bathsheba and acts upon that, but then he tries to cover that sin, and then he sins to try to, to cover the sin that he did twice, right? So David is not in a good spot right now. Um, and I think it goes back to if we look at, let's compare this to the spot he was at when he was hunted by Saul. Right When he acted with self-control, he was not in a fun spot, right? He was in the middle of tribulations. The king of Israel was looking for his head, right? God had already ordained him as the next king, right? God had already said, you know what? You're the next king. Through Samuel, Samuel had anointed him, and he was ready. But Saul was still there, and David was honoring Saul. But he was running from that. He was facing tribulation in that. He was right where God would have him to be. Um, I wrote this note down. I, I, I love taking notes from other people. And in a sermon I heard, someone said, tribulation brings more for us than smooth sailing. At this point in his life, David was smooth sailing, right? And because there was nothing going on, because his mind could wander, sin crept in. And that self-control, which he had, was gone, right? 
Another thing that I wrote, it says, we cannot take a season off in this life. In this life that we're living, we're in it all the way. David should have been at war with Israel, with his generals, with his servants. He should not have stayed home. Then this wouldn't have happened, right? So some, what, what I'm saying is when we open ourselves up to sit down, to take a break from what God has us doing, that's when we open the door to sin, right? That's when it's like, all right, I can take a break. I don't need to listen to the Holy Spirit. I don't need to read my Bible. I don't need to pray. I'm just going to take a breather because I've done a lot, man. We've already beat a lot of these people at battle. I'm going to take a break. But that's when that sin will come. And because we're not praying, because we're not in our Bible, because we're not using the Holy Spirit, our self-control is down. It's like, hey, that looks like a good idea. So my challenge for you today is as we are going through this life, I don't know what part of life you're in, but as we're going through this life, let's always be working for what God has for us. We all, God has a plan for every one of us, no matter how young, no matter how old. God has somebody that you can touch with his Holy Spirit, somebody that you can witness to. And my challenge is always be in his word. Don't take a break. Always be praying, right? Sharing God, your needs, reading from God's word to guide your path. Then when you're doing those things, when you're walking in what God has you walking in, that's when those attributes of the Holy Spirit are at their strongest because we're allowing that power into our life, saying, yes, God, come into my life and take over where I cannot, where my self-control lacks, God, I need yours. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He is our helper in that. Um. So just remember, stick with God, stick with the Holy Spirit. No matter what this life brings at you, that's the best spot to be. And guess what? When you're in that spot, more stuff's going to come at you. When you're doing what God wants you to do, there's an enemy that doesn't like that, and he's going to keep attacking you. The scary thing is when you're not getting attacked. <laughs> so just remember that. Um so next week, I think I would like to just kind of wrap up the fruits of the Spirit and look at kind of a whole picture. But I hope you guys enjoyed just walking through each attribute of the fruit of the Spirit and looking at some amazing Bible characters and how they lived their lives. And hopefully we can glean from what they did, learn from their mistakes, and then grab ideas from the things that they did well. And as we continue this walk in Christ, you guys have an amazing day. Thank you.